Hello, I'm Linda and welcome to Beaches, Creeks and Rivers. Hello, I'm Jan. For this episode, we went out to visit the Downs Community Farm at Seaford. We spoke with Robin Irwin, one of the organisers of the Downs Estate Community Project. Robin shared with us what they currently have going on down there and their exciting plans for the future. And we even had a bit of a taste test. The Downs Community Farm is on the border of the Edithville Seaford wetlands, isn't it? And I understand that this used to be farming land and there's a bit of a history to the farm. Yeah, so it was a farm here. It does border the wetlands. Um, I think a, a larger area was farmland before the Edithville Seaford wetlands was established as a as a site, a Ramsar site, for um, as, which is a means that it's recognised as a significant place for breeding water birds. Um, so this site here was, I'm not quite sure of all the things that happened here, but the last farmer here was Harry Down. So he had dairy here for a while, uh, but he was best known as a, a horseman and a leather worker. So he made saddles and people came from far and wide to buy his saddles and other things to do with horses. So he was running cattle mainly and probably horses then. Yeah. And um, and now we're, it's being turned into... Um, a viable food producing kind of an entity. Yeah, well that's our aim. So starting off with the community garden, there's still a lot of remnant pasture here and you know that's uh, always a struggle for us to kind of get that under control, remove the grass so we can plant vegetables. So at this stage we've had a few veggie patches going for the last few years, put in a few fruit trees. Um, we're doing a project with Melbourne University around um, indigenous agriculture, looking at different indigenous crops that could be a viable commercial opportunity. Yeah, and we want to expand, um, maybe even to get market garden type growing here happening on a bigger scale and getting different people involved in training, perhaps as a youth training spot, um, get people down here learning skills. We're really interested in people eating food locally, that's grown locally, organic. We're interested in permaculture, regenerative agriculture. Yeah, but really connecting people to the food and connecting people to the earth, I guess. And Mm. the site is quite unique in this area. You know, it's a big space, big open sky. Suburbia is down there in the distance, but you can feel like you're in the countryside when you're out here. And it's really good for your soul. So, yeah, yeah, Mm. I think just coming out here is great for people to do. It is really a nice day out here today and I know from your website that you're very respectful of the traditional owners of the land and their connection to it and that also there's a a big aim to promote uh, multicultural involvement including like the natural, the cultural foods of particular local community cultures. Yeah, so we've got the Indigenous Agriculture Trial, so we're trying Warrigal Greens, we've had some pig face, sea celery didn't do so so well, and um, saltbush, so that's happening. We've had interest from a group with African backgrounds, primarily South Sudanese, but a few different places. So they're interested in having a patch and growing some food that they can eat that's relevant to their culture. So Robin, is that the original farmhouse that Harry Downs lived in? Yeah, it is. And there used to be quite a few more other sheds and farm buildings around. Um, Others here might be able to tell you more about those. So it is in a bit of disrepair, you know, externally. It looks, you know, it's got a fair bit of graffiti and broken windows and things and all fenced off. So we're negotiating with council at the moment. We've given them a business case so that we could 
restore the house. We'd like to get it back in order, use it as a community space, perhaps a community museum, a place where we can retreat to if the weather gets bad out here. It's beautiful here today, but sometimes it gets quite windy and blowy and it's always nice to have somewhere to go into. But as part of redeveloping the site, we want to be able to do a whole range of things here. So yeah, workshops, we might have yoga classes, art classes, all those sorts of things. And a house like that could be really useful for that. So on a more personal note, Robin, how did you get involved? Um, Yeah, I guess like anything, usually you get involved from personal connection. So I've been involved in other community gardens in the area, one in Chelsea Heights primarily. Um, And I knew John through a mutual friend who was involved in that garden as well. So he'd been part of the original group that stood up and said hey we want to do something more than just put a couple of park benches here so yeah we just ran into each other and I was out of work and said well come down here and have a go and see what happens down here so I'm not working here yet but (laughs) just still a volunteer that's fine Um, yeah so so the the future looks very exciting and uh, perhaps we can have a wander around and look at particular parts of the farm Sure. here we are now these are the first beds we put in so they're more traditional garden beds, long rectangulars with um, frames around them. So we started off just with layer garden beds that we put. What we've done mostly on the site is put down some plastic um, to kill off the grass, solarise the grass, so it works particularly well over summer. Um, Black plastic, which just kills off the grass underneath because it's pretty hard to grow vegetables on pasture. So here in these beds we've got a whole range of things growing. We've got some leeks which we'll probably pull out today. We've got some sweet potato we planted a few weeks ago but they're starting to come along well. Yeah, everything here looks like it's growing well. There's quite a profusion of vegetables I can see. Yeah, there is. There has been a profusion of weeds here, but we're slowly (laughs) clawing it back after COVID when we weren't allowed in here. But, you know, um, one of the things we want to do here is have a mixture of perennials and annuals. And so, you know, if you've got the perennials here, they keep going. So we've got a great crop of rhubarb there that's been sitting there for a few years and, you know, gets harvested regularly. And down a bit further, our strawberries have overtaken three of these beds now. And wow. Yeah, there's a few Mm. red ones there, so make sure you... Try some see. before you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing when children can come and, and pick vegetables and realise where food actually comes from, not the supermarket, but actual farm. Yeah, yeah, we've had quite a few kids involved here at different stages coming with their parents last week. We were here just packing up and ready to go and a little girl suddenly arrived and was sitting in the garden there and she obviously wow. comes by regularly and gets a few um, strawberries and she was picking raspberries and she had her first apricot here oh. and I think it was the first <laughs> apricot we'd harvested actually ever seen from our trees but it was lovely that it went to her. So yeah. there is a bit of an orchard going on? Yeah, um, we've got a few trees going down there. Unfortunately this year we've had a bit of trouble with water. You know, normally in your garden you want lots of water, but we had more water than we wanted and had an extra pond down there. So a couple of those trees have suffered and might not come back. But yeah, there's others there. And we do have a link with the Heritage Fruit Society. So in the longer term they're interested in coming down and helping us to grow some heritage fruit and you know, be a site for retaining those genetic lines. That's a very interesting idea. Some mm. of the older varieties are, people say, much more, well, they're tasty. Yeah, I think so. They're yeah. tasty and there are so many varieties. We had a fruit and apple tasting down here with them a while mm. ago. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting the different varieties there are. Mm. We just don't know about. Yeah. 
And Robin, these are water tanks. Um, how did you um, manage to erect so many substantial water reserves? Yeah, well, um, we don't have mains water connected here, so we rely on water. There's a big um, shed over there, so the water runs off the shed and into a couple of old concrete tanks, which were the farm water tanks. And we've got a couple of smaller water tanks by the garden at the moment, so the water can gravity feed there, but more often we'll get a pump out and pump it into those ones, so it's just more convenient for the garden. These ones, I think, we got through personal contact and were donated. We do have plans to put a huge water tank just at the upper, on the top of the slope, beyond the garden beds, and the water will fill up from the shed there as well. It's quite a big shed, so that's going to be 100,000 litres, I think it is, and hopefully that will go up, arrive in the next few months. So we're looking forward to that. And that's through Council. Frankston City Council's doing a bit of infrastructure works on the site and we're really excited that they're supporting us now and giving us the water tank and a few other things. That's good to hear. Mm. Yeah. So the beds across from here were nine beds which are indigenous plants. These are looking very overgrown at the moment but the uni has been bringing down some international students and they've had a great time coming here actually um, getting out. You know some of them are from places like Hong Kong or Singapore where they've lived all their lives in apartment buildings with you know no no natural outdoor space so it's been quite transformative for them to come down here but we're growing things like warrigal greens um, there's a few that we've just transplanted in here these ones down here so these grow quite easily and um, they're like a spinach we did have a bit of trouble with them last year we've got to work out the correct harvesting technique I think you know I've had them growing kind of wild in my garden at home and the leaves can get quite large you, do, you are supposed to boil them before you eat them and throw away the water, but yeah, you can use them in any dish that you'd use the spinach in. And they're becoming more popular in restaurants. I think um, Marie was just saying before she had them, she's just been up north and there was somewhere there where she had Hayman Island or somewhere where oh. Warrigal Greens were part mm. of the menu that was oh, set that's up. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Then we've um, got some... Oh, go on. Sorry, there's quite a lot of pig face growing in amongst... Yeah, there is. There is. It's covered by weeds at the moment, but yeah, we're kind of... Experimenting with that pig face, we're not quite sure if we've got the right variety because we don't seem to be getting the fruit under the flowers. So we might trial something else instead. So the, the fruit is edible? Yes, the whole plant of the pig face is edible. You can eat the leaves and then when the flowers come, there's a, a, a fruit that forms underneath the flowers. But yeah, mm, They have such pretty flowers. Have you eaten these? I've tried the leaves. They were okay a few months ago, but they're not as nice now. So we're not quite sure what's happened there. What so it taste like? And try one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Come out this way. <laughs> um, I someone pickling them the other week. John might be able to tell you about that taste. I think she just put them in water yeah. and maybe vinegar. Do you want to? Do you want me to grab you? A bit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try one too. <laughs> you oh. probably prefer the strawberries, but oh, it's really dry. Yeah, I think they're not oh, at their best yeah. at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can have a strawberry or raspberry instead. Yeah. They have such pretty flowers. Yeah, they are nice. Mm. The soft bush is interesting though. You can, um, yeah, that's doing okay. They came up pretty well. You can use that instead of salt. You can dry it out and have flakes that you can use instead of salt. Oh, I see. Yeah. And you could even, I suppose, use them in casseroles and things yeah. as a flavouring. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. We haven't used it a lot yet, but um, yeah, we hope so. And what are these? 
Um, that's some weed that's come up that oh. I want to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I'm not having a lot of success with my plants. So what are the next steps for the community farm? Okay, so we've got lots of plans. We've just gone through a process this year where we've been writing a business business plan proposal for council so we've submitted that and um, with COVID everything's been delayed so we're looking at hearing back from that in February. So that includes a lot of things about expanding the farm, um, youth engagement, we've got a group from the Salvation Army who are going to come down regularly next year with a bunch of kids doing a special program. Um, and we're looking for more opportunities to partner with different organisations such as the African organisation. We're open to different groups who want to come down here, might want to run workshops. We've got a men's group who, someone came down last week, said he'd like to run a, a group for, for dads. So he's going to come down and they'll sit and have a chat here at night or in the late afternoon or evening. More Indigenous engagement we're hoping for. And, and if someone is uh, listening and is interested in getting involved, how would they uh, make contact with you? They can go to our website, um, Downs Community Farm, and they can send us a message from there or um, on our Facebook page, send us a message. Or just come along on a Saturday morning. We're here every Saturday morning oh, from about 9.30 till about mm. 2, often later. Yeah, so just drop in, come and have a look around, have a chat and get your hands dirty if you want it. Great. Thanks very much, Robin. Well, Linda, the Downs Committee Farm is a great story and they have some really exciting plans for the future. Yes, Jan, it is a fantastic group and there is no better time to get involved. If you're interested, you can contact Downs Committee Farm via their website or Facebook page and you'll find their details attached to this podcast. Or you can go down any Saturday morning in person between 9.30 and 2 and get your hands dirty. That's it from us here at Beaches, Creeks and Rivers. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.